Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the BB Show. We're here for a, uh, I guess, remote, not really remote, but a different location for NBA Wednesday this week. Thanksgiving uh, is tomorrow, so happy Thanksgiving to all you loyal listeners. Happy Thanksgiving to you. My co-host, Jen, who's here with me, as always. So um, I'll pass it to you. Kick it off. You know, we're going to we like to go around the league to kick off these NBA Tuesdays or in this case, you know, Wednesday. But uh, yeah. 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 Happy holidays to all out there. You know, turkey time is always a fun time. Um, Yeah. In terms of just around the league, there's teams that are still doing good. There's teams that are coming back to earth a little bit and there's teams that are still slumping. Um, I would say, though, for the Bucs, for the most part are where they should be. You could say the Sixers are in a bit of a – they're above 500. They don't have Harden, so take that as what you will. But they had a little uh, game. They they had a nice game between the two teams. <laughs> and uh, the Bucks lost that game, actually. And after the game, Giannis, who struggled a lot from the free throw line, was just shooting around, practicing free throws. And Matras Harold decides – don't want him doing that. Like, this isn't, you know, I don't want this for some reason. They, by the way, Montrose Harrell was signed this year. It's not like Philly is his town or whatever. It's like, you know what? I don't want him shooting. So he grabs the ball from Giannis after he makes one and just walks away with it. So Giannis is like, all right, like just kind of talking back and forth. Giannis gets another ball. And then Montrose Hale just being, you know, First of all, why why take you're in the NBA? You know how many basketballs are lying around? Ooh, you <laughs> took one ball. Like you you like, yeah, that really Yeah, it's not it. like it's not like they're at the playground and, and you know, he's right. gotta go he's home for dinner and he's got the home. only ball. Yeah. yeah. Giannis just looks over at one of his trainers, like, all right, I guess I need another one. That guy's a, you know, whatever. And then I guess Trez decides, all right, well, since I can't shut this down without like, you know, getting physical, just have you know. The Sixers, hey, why don't somebody just push a ladder right in front of the free throw line? Like, there was nothing that ladder was really accomplishing like they were going to work on other than just throwing it to obstruct Giannis from shooting. And from that point, Giannis is just like, why is this there? Why is trying to tell him to move it? But again, Philly just being Philly, just trying to get this dude off the court. Didn't really make sense to me. You knew they were going to stay yeah, open so in terms of like I, I'll team tell this, meeting and stuff. So I saw this story unfold, and I'm assuming obviously you're going to take Giannis' side as a as a Bucks fan, but I was kind of a a non an unbiased opinion here. And as the story was unfolding, it was just layers and layers of misinformation regarding the story with Giannis because it comes yeah. out as like, oh, Giannis. The first headline I see is Giannis chucks a ladder. And injured, yeah, almost which... almost injures at a stadium worker because he can't shoot free throws. And I'm like, dude, the guy's just trying to do his job. What's the honest problem? Then the whole Montrez Harrell thing comes out, and it's like, why is he? What? Who cares, dude? Like yeah. he's shooting free throws. Why does yeah, he so won then, the game? And then, and then the video starts coming out because it's like, first off, like, okay, you want to get up shots, Montrez Harrell? Okay, whatever. I, you, <clears> uh, but. I thought it was like the court needed to be emptied and Montrezl Harrell like came out on behalf of the Sixers employees or whatever, who were, who were like maybe trying to get Giannis off the floor and Giannis wasn't listening. So then the, a player steps in. He's like, dude, come on, let's go. And then he steals the ball. And then the camera pans and Montrezl Harrell is shooting on the other side 
with like two guys who are th- you know passing it, rebounding and passing yeah. with two basketballs. And it's like, what are you doing, dude? Because then he just added Giannis's basketball into his rotation. So then Giannis comes back. No, he asks like three people to move the ladder. He doesn't move the. No one moves ladders. So then I, I mean, I think he apologized for knocking the ladder over. I, I you know, I it look, clearly looks like that was an accident. And so then it's like all up in arms. And Montrezl Harrell's. I don't even. Did he even say anything to the press? Ah, uh, no. I think he just tweeted about it. And whatever. Like just. And again, it's completely <laughs> indefensible, especially then because yeah. then the clip of Joel Embiid last year getting shots up on in New Orleans in an empty stadium after the game, doing the exact right. same thing is now circulating with this, who's like the Sixers star player. Um, yep. And it's just, it's just, it's just, a, There's, I don't know it's if it's not a uncommon bad for people to do that. Like, yeah, it's not I don't uncommon. know if it's, a, it's just Philly being Philly. I don't and, know like, if it's a bad adding look. To the energy. Like, I, yeah, like I, I, it's, I don't know if it's a bad look for Philly because like, I, I really highly doubt that nobody else has ever stayed after a game and tried to get shots up. Like there has to be some reason that like the workers wanted to like get the court cleared. But then like at the same time, I think it could just all be Trez, like them just listening just to Trez. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, at the bottom line, Giannis needs to shoot better from the free throw line in the game, but well, yeah, but it was a funny story. It was yeah, overblown. It, it was sure. so way overblown. It was funny though. Montrezl Harrell is he's toxic. Yeah, not really surprised there. No, no need uh, to do that. But yeah, the Bucks are rolling. I, I do have a question for you. Maybe we can we maybe we can sit on this for a week. This will be your choice. Um, yeah. Who's your early season? What are we? An eighth of the way through, maybe? Because we're not a fourth yet. They haven't played twenty games. Well, we're close. We're, we're close, close to a, we're close to a quarter of the way through. So, yeah. Um, who's your early season MVP? Oh, it's still Luca. Really? You're not gonna you're not gonna go Giannis? No, and just ultimately he's already gotten his MVPs, and so to that point, I don't think. Uh, I I like, hate that though. No, I it hate sucks, that. but it's it's the no, narrative. Voter like, for, for, well, Giannis hasn't won an MVP in three years. Yeah, but. Luca hasn't won one at all. And Luca, with the idea that Luca, I stay, I stand, like, I stand with what I said at the beginning of the year. If the Mavericks are not going to be a top four seed, he's not going to. The only player in the last fifty years who wasn't a top four seed to win the NBA MVP was Russell Westbrook when he averaged yeah. a triple double for the first time since Oscar Robertson. And Luka's and it like still was a close path. call. That's what I yes, mean. Like it's... I would agree, but. That is that uh, the idea of averaging a triple double is not like Westbrook. Like this is why what annoys me about people in their opinion of Westbrook because they just downplay what he was accomplished. It's like oh he was a stat patter. It's like yeah, so was ever so was Michael Jordan. So was Kobe Bryant. So were all these other people, that, great players. I mean David Robinson literally. You've heard this story. Literally goes in and scores seventy points just to win the scoring title. And he's yeah. up by like 50 and he's shooting every shot. Like everybody's a stat pattern in the NBA. So not to get off a of Russell Westbrook tangent, but like I, I, what I'm trying to say is people are fatigued in the sense that like if Luca goes out and averages a triple double, it does not mean what it did in 2017 when Russell Westbrook won the MVP. And so from that perspective, I think that the Mavs have to get to a top four, top five, have to win 50 games around there and be a top four to five seed in the West for him yeah, to win the MVP that's even, because it's that's just the unwritten doable. rules. 
it's the so unwritten it's rules. Doable though. Like if you look I, at the standings, they definitely had the Warriors. <laughs> I, 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 it the might Jazz be doable. Going to fall. Like, I would like, agree. I would agree that, that it is doable this preseason. I didn't think it was. Now, looking at the way things are shaking out, if the Suns are not as dominant as we thought they were, if the Warriors are not who they thought they were, that's the, and the Clippers are not quite who we thought they were, those are the three, I would say, top-ish teams in the West that we would have assumed to be some three of the top four, right? And so yeah. if the Grizzlies are sitting at 10 and 8, right? So there's no clear dominator in the West right now like there is with the Bucks and the Celtics in the East. While the Suns For are sure. – there's, there's a no, number of really good teams – uh, I would agree that it is it is possible, um, and I'd like to see Luca win the MVP. I, I really would. He 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 deserves it. I think he is the most valuable player in the league. But my pick for early season MVP, and we're going off the script here, um, would be either Giannis or Jason Tatum, um, because Tatum ha- I think he's elevated his play this year even more, um, and, and it's very evident. But I still think it goes. I would give the nod to Giannis. I, he's doing all this without yeah. Middleton. I mean, he's just that good, man. He, I know you're yeah. maybe, maybe you're trying as a Bucks fan to like downplay it and just be like, yeah, you know, he won his MVPs. We just care about the right, you know, that, like, dude, no, this, this, this guy is that guy. So I would just have to check the stats, how they match up to Luca. I don't know him off the top of my head. I mean, I that's, think that's really the what three guys we named, I think, are, are the three favorites at this point. So to take Luca on an early season prediction is not. Yeah, it's not a hot take only at gonna all. Get better too. They, <laughs> you know? They're adjusting to, to not really having a secondary guy, which, yeah, that probably is why his numbers are up. But that's just a more better it's, art. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he gets the ball every time down, but he's still efficient at doing so. And so it's like, yeah, I think they're gonna make a trade at some point. How that's gonna impact the rest of his year numbers? I think it depends who they bring in. Um, I would like to see even Christian Wood just kind of take the starting spot. I understand they like using him off the bench, but he's he's good. <laughs> like he, he yeah. needs to be a really elevated into like the number two spot. I think he's the second best player on the roster, and he's yeah. still coming off the bench. Um, but that's again, that's kind of Jason Kidd's coaching. Like it's depending on who he's got. Like when he coached Giannis, and I would say in a the positive was he used Giannis the way he uses Luca. Just give the ball to the best player, have him take it down the court. And that in turn actually polished Giannis's game, showed him how to use his speed and whatnot, and made him more of a playmaker to further his career. But they didn't have the team around him at the time to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And Giannis didn't have a three ball, so he couldn't consistently generate offense on his own. Luca can score it from anywhere. Like he can consistently. If he goes two for 10, he can still finish the game at like 12, 20. Like he, he'll get hot at some point throughout yeah. the night. And uh, Giannis still really isn't like shooting wise capable of that. So I think Jason Kidd's philosophy worked. I mean, it gets them to the Western Conference finals, but the way he utilizes some of the other players, I'm always going to question. I mean, there's a reason they shipped Porzingis out of there because he wasn't getting utilized, but you know, in turn, I mean, when is Porzing is one healthy and how do you utilize a guy like that? I, I, I think mean, the Mavericks, talent, they're, they're but... stuck. We've mentioned this. They're stuck in this cycle of like too good to get a second star in the draft and not good yeah, enough to win a title. Yeah. 
you know, well, not and they deep can't enough to win a title. Get a free agent either. It's like which I find weird. If you ask, yeah, me, yeah I would want Dallas play. playing next you know, to Luca. Like, let's say you know, just throwing things together, right? Like, what if they traded for? And I don't know what would be the best thing to pair with Luca. Would it be a big man or would it be a wing, right? Or would it be another guard? So, um, yeah, it's it's very interesting. It could be actually going really anybody. Um, <laughs> and we will see, but. Uh, the other guy I want to throw out there and just continue to shout out every week, um, because if he was on a winning team, I think he actually would be the MVP. He is the most efficient player in basketball right now. And I wish mm-hmm. I had the, I'm obviously not in my office. Don't have, I couldn't pull up the numbers for you today on my laptop. I would have had them saved if I were at home, but that's SGA. Um, oh he, yeah. I, I, I believe he has one point another night. Like I believe he has a so higher good. true shooting percentage than Giannis. <clears throat> Which is wow, hearted, um, yeah, for guard and you know, a bipod ridiculous, I should say. And so, it, it's obviously he's never gonna win MVP when the Thunder are gonna be a bottom five team. No, no, but, he's just out of the running, but I believe he's averaging over 30 on the season as well. But if you want to go by the true definition of most valuable player, yeah, I, I think he's his name needs to be thrown out there because it's it's wow, he's just yeah. he's that dude. No, I think the Thunder are still afloat technically. And like they're not. They are yet, seven but, and ten, which they're a game yeah. behind the Warriors. So right, like they're still technically there. Yeah. But I see what you're saying that by the end of the season, I don't think there's a way. No, because essentially at their point, <laughs> if he really was their best player, he would have them losing games because that's what they need to be doing this year. Uh, yeah, I need to find. I want to find this so we've previously and i'll move on continue swinging around the league a little bit but um we had the conversation we even posted a tiktok about you know clay thompson's struggles yeah a little bit um now i know this was against the rockets but uh this was a couple nights ago clay goes off for 41 looks like it's himself 10 of 13 from three uh season high performance 41 points um What's your immediate reaction here? I mean, I'm not going to jump the gun to say, oh, he's back, but but to, to to play a little bit towards that, I mean, this is what he used to do even even all the way back before KD got there, right? He'd be like, oh, yeah, he'll shoot his shots, but maybe he'll score 12 one day, 15, and then, oh, and then he scores freaking 60 because he's yeah. you know, and he's just like, Curry was always the consistent scorer, Clay was the second option, and then they were always really deep, and uh Clay was always viable to just erupt. And if that's back, if that explosiveness is back, um, look, people have, we, we've talked about the Warriors. Are they, are we worried about them? I've said, I'm not, they're right by 500. They're figuring out the rotations, but I'll give you the floor. Um, kind of your reaction to this. Cause you've been, uh, number, you, yeah. you, you suggested trading him. Yeah, no. And I'm not going to be like, Oh, this changes my complete philosophy yeah. because in terms of, I mean, listen, before this game, Russell Westbrook had a higher three-point shooting percentage. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, a, was, that's a stat. And it was, Russ is at 34, and Clay, I'm assuming, is over 33 now. But th- my biggest concern, like, it's not, we know Clay Thompson at any point can catch fire. It just hasn't been as late. I'm more concerned defensively. Like, this is where their struggles have occurred. There's a lot of young elite guards in the NBA right now. And 
Clay Thompson is good size to defend every one of them, but I, I really think he's lost a step, like quite literally, in the sense that he's slower out there. Like it's his shots, they're going to go in. He's still going to get them off, but it feels like guys are more in his face. Um, it's just something I noticed. And when you like look at the Warriors, I mean, you see Curry still doing his thing, Poole still shooting phenomenal. He, when Poole plays, like, as in his starting spot, he usually goes for 28-30. Like, this season, that's been the case. So, it's – I just – I would like to see it. I would like to see Clay on the bench, see what it does. And then maybe you just – people are saying, oh, let's go get KD. You can do a package with Wiseman and some younger guys and go get, like, somebody crazy and then just pair him with Wiggins, Draymond – you know, pool and curry. I, I think so. This is there, there's some things you can do with it. I just, I mean, are the Warriors as fan and their GM like would they ever probably do it? I don't think so. so this has been the hot, yeah. This has been the hot topic of debate. Like, who oh, you know, this is interesting actually. And, I, and we'll circle back to this. I, I pulled up the defensive rating stats uh, for the Warriors this year, yeah. Uh, just to, you know, just to get some point of reference and see if there's some truth to this. But uh, the Warriors, and I'm seeing it all over YouTube, seeing it all over Twitter, like people are are writing them off almost in the sense of like, oh, the, did the Wiseman experiment, he's not looked good. They should ship him off while he still has value. Same for Moody and Kaminga. And it's like, guys, these guys are still like, you know, 20, 21 years old. So like, I really like Kuminga. I don't think they need to move him. No, and I I would agree. I don't think they need to move anybody. And people are saying, oh, they trade him for KD and go get another star with all this value, this draft value they have while it's still hot before they're, before they're real considered bus. Right. And and I'm just like, well, I'm sorry. I don't think they're bus at this point. They're so early in the career and we've played what 18 games this year. They weren't asked to do much at all last year at yeah, all. But, and it's like and they're, they're figuring out the rotations. I, I mean, I, I, I'm i really not going to point the finger at Moody or Kaminga because I think ultimately they've been good. If you're going to make the argument better, that Wiseman doesn't fit, that is different. Than I, that's that's what him being sent down in the G League tells me. Like that's – I understand your point of like, yeah, they shouldn't blow it up. I do believe having Kaminga and Moody is valuable for the roster long term to kind of keep that, you know, dynasty idea going and keeping the roster just overall complete. And it just seems like there's going to be the one odd man out. And that's why it's been like, it's just, I'm sorry, you don't send a number two pick to the G League. And it's not that he's a bad player. I just don't think he fits what this team's doing. They, they, they need I, that's a fair. I mean, that I think the jury's out. I wouldn't move him yet. I guess that's my pushback is, is I think it's way too early. It's, it strikes me as a Mar- Marvin Bagley years. situation. It really does. Like Bagley's talented, he can score at different levels. It's, I know it's early, but that's kind of what it's, it feels like already. I, I don't think I've seen as a late a guy that picked that high sent down to the G League just because. Like that's that's definitely uh, yeah concerning. I, I, no, I I agree with the concerns. I just I just think it's too early to move them. That's my bottom line. And, and like people are saying, blow it up, keep your three core, huh. and keep your you know try. What if he doesn't get better. Every desperate move you know? to win as many championships with Curry as possible. And I'm not sold out on the long term vision of the Warriors yet. 
the you know with the Jordan Poole successor plan and what I'm not I'm not yeah sold. No, I am sold. Like because I, see, I, I think having, I'm not like, sold on that idea, like being in the trash can already because Wiseman didn't pan out. Right? No, it, I'm not. Again, I'm not saying literally if there's anyone that like I, I think any other trade is unrealistic. Be, do, given the fact of like they got the young guys, I can, I can lifers on the team, but Curry is 35 going into the season, and. If you see a guy that is potentially a, a bust, as Golden State does, and you're about to start maxing out your payroll, this is this like might be literally the year to move a guy that at this point his value is only diminished. Like we gotta keep be reasonable here. Like Wiseman has been hurt since he's been drafted. He's not played well, and now he's down on the G League. If that value just keeps plummeting, you're not gonna have anything left to trade. And now you just drafted a bust and you had nothing with it. If you're already seeing it doesn't fit, just move him on. I understand he's young and he might go somewhere and be great, but I just don't think he's going to be great in Golden State. I can, I can agree with that. If the yeah, idea is that they, fit for me. if they don't fit, move him now. I wouldn't, if I were them. I think it's too early, but that that comes down to opinion. So. Yeah. Um, yeah to fair. circle back to a little bit of Clay Thompson uh, stats, I guess, would be how I want to say this. Um, <laughs> I want to make sure I'm reading these. I'm reading these stats correctly. So defensive rating. Do you? I'm I don't want to look like an idiot when I do this. So uh, I guess defensive rating, you want to be lower. So looking at last year's leaders. So I guess with that being said, the statistics prove your point. Clay is uh, currently the third worst defender than on the Warriors. Um, I initially, I initially read it wrong, but uh, he's almost statistically identical to Jordan Poole. Um, Mm. And there's just a lot of high numbers on this team actually right now. So, um, that will remain to be seen. But for reference, like Clay is running a 117 defensive rating so far this year. So is Pool. Last year, Gobert ran a 103. Horford ran a 104. Umbita 105. You know, Tatum 106. The league's best defenders. Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, 107. So, mm. you know, um, I initially read the stats wrong. I thought that Clay was. I was going to use it to show because 117 was and that could be numbers. deceiving. Like it's just defensive rating in terms like. Yeah, yeah, it's just scoring on you. You know, it's it's not necessarily how quick he's rotating and stuff like that. Like if if that what that's showing me, if it's similar to Jordan Poole and Clay's supposed to be this three and D guy, he's not explosive. Like he's not creating his own shot. And and you know what? Coming off screens and whatnot. The same. The same thing goes. You know, this is like we're in like week week two point five. Two to three of the NFL season right now in comparison. Yeah, right? I would definitely say like three point five. I mean, we're at like seven, eighteen games here. We're really yeah, close to twenty. Yeah, I can. Like get, it's, but you get what I'm I saying. Like it's there's still time he to could, improve. He could but I would it. say in the next ten games or so, we'll we'll really have an idea of. I would I would give him through. I would give him through December. That's what I would say. Oh yeah, I think he gets a longer leash. But like a lot of these teams, like I the Jazz coming to mind at twelve and seven. Yeah, they look fine right now, but that record could flip on them real quick. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, I, they got we talked about them last could, week. I'm, I'm oh, not sold six. on the Jazz, but 
Speaking no. of, we can move on from the Warriors. Um, you wrote them down, and I find it very interesting. Kings are on a seven-game winning streak. Started three and six. They're now 10 and six and third in the Western Conference. Won seven yeah. straight. Eight out of their last 10. What's your thought process here? I mean, is this, is this, is this, this is a little bit, to me, this is different than the, the jazz hot start, right? Because this is like, we're actually into the, we're we're into the season and the Kings, in my opinion, the roster, if Fox is going to continue to be as good as he has been since like mid season last year, uh, the roster is not terrible. (laughs) <laughs> no, you know, between him and Sabonis, Kevin Herter has been an elite sniper this year. Mm-hmm. They Harrison Barnes has always been steady, no matter what people want to say his entire career. This is a team that in a crowded West, not only are they, you know, towards the top, they have a real shot of making a playoff spot. I don't yeah, know. I think they'd be, you know, the I, I think that they would be an incredible team if they had a, just another like offensive facilitator weapon. To, to mm, kind of, like to kind Tyrese of, Halliburton. That's what I was gonna say. Oh. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Uh, you beat me to it. Yeah, I, I genuinely, I genuinely mean this when I say this. I don't know why. I, I it's one of the weirdest trades. I don't understand it. They would, they would think yeah, about how much talk about if they're gonna early. be if they're gonna be decent this year, right? Think about how much better yeah. they'd be with him. Yeah, and they moved him just so I, I've never seen. One, somebody move off somebody like that quick for quite literally, like there was no off the court things. He wasn't playing bad. What did they, they even get for Sab- him? Sabonis, and I believe some, I don't know the exact details of the trade, but that was the headliner was Sabonis. Wow. You know, they, they didn't, I'm assuming they probably got some picks, but ultimately even the Pacers right now are 10 and six. They are surprisingly doing well with, I think they got healed as well, Buddy Healed, who's actually been like they all gave right. up Buddy Healed, <laughs> or yeah, like yeah, the Pacers, yeah, they got Halliburton healed. Uh, Miles Turner's been good for them. They got Benedict Mathurin. Like that team is in the same boat <laughs> as yeah. the Kings right now, record wise. I think so, the Kings are more sustainable. I would, have to, I, would, I would, I would have to agree. Um, the Pacers, yeah. to me, as a franchise, they just they always do this. They just refuse to like fully rebuild. They just refuse to fully suck. No, yeah. They're always and just they're they're just waiting to hit on a fifteenth overall pick or something. To, to they're be. like the commanders of the NBA. Like they yeah, that's a really could really do well with a blow up, but they just refuse to do it and are competitive every year. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, and you know what? You could ask me all you want about if the Pacers are, are contenders or sleep, sleeper contenders, and the reality is they're a fringe playoff team. And probably I, play in. I think they probably yeah. get there this year. But I agree that in terms of like contenders, no. Kings, I mean, they would I, have to. I'd, I'd have to see it. You know what I mean? Like, I'd have to see the sustained production. I think at this rate, I mean, they won seven straight. If they continue playing this well, yeah, it's a, a playoff series in seven, it's seven games. I mean, they beat the Warriors in there who won the championship last year. So, Anything is. I mean, possible, hey, if the, if the Kings, I'll say this again: if the Kings still had Halliburton, it would be a conversation. You know? And, and I guess you know like Sabonis. Sabonis is really good. Like you know, so no, I he is. It. 
But, is, uh, but shout out Deer and Fox, man. Before we move on from this, averaging 26 this year, uh, five and six. All star, all star for sure. I think he should be. I would agree. He, he, is, the Kings, he has uh, elevated. <laughs> he, he, best year of his career statistically by far in every single statistic. Um, except, except assists, he averaged seven, but the season's not over. So, uh, no, yeah. Taking, you know, taking yeah. action. Averaging more points per game, more rebounds, and uh, just about the same assists as he has at, at his peak years of his career. So statistically, yeah. really elevating his game. Um, so shout out, just shout out. You know, that's sometimes yeah. just, that's all I want to do. You know, just show hey, some boy. love. Show the love to some guys who are stepping up, like Tyrese Halbert. But yeah, um, and De'Aaron Fox. But yeah, do we want to pivot to uh, one of the you know one of becoming quickly becoming my favorite segment here? Uh, do we want to pivot to who we play for? Yeah, no, it sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. it. All right, all right. This is this is where things get fun. All right, I, I'll go first. Okay, and, and I'm gonna start this off. I'm gonna start this off. This guy has been on this team since 2019. Okay, but I was watching a game the other day. And I was like, I don't remember him being on the team, so I'm gonna write him down. I looked into it. He's never played more than half the games in either of those se- any of the seasons he's been on this team. He's only played 125 games in the last four years, including the games he's played this year. Wow. So, but that, all that being said, this guy's been around a long time. Who he played for, Mike Muscala. Oh. I actually think I do. Know- Is he on the Thunder? Yeah. Thunder, hey, yeah. Man. Yeah, I, I figure I led with that one. Me. I led with that one because he'd been there a long time. So I felt like there was like there's a larger database of like, oh, that's the last place I saw him play for. Maybe he's still there. So yeah. I figured that would be the easiest one I had. But yeah, he barely plays. <laughs> he, he, he barely plays. No, yeah, he moves around a lot. Kind of. Hey, that's the idea of this. Those were basically just trying to find a guy that's yeah 10 like you know ish smith um but that's not actually the guy i'm going for it's another big man uh nerlin's noel oh Who does no he play way for? i have this written down oh <laughs> so you know he plays you know. for detroit i was yeah, so excited yeah. i was so excited glad i brought it back up this week uh no yeah i guess yeah. you brought it back up well i need it too but um <laughs> Yeah, I, I wrote down Nerlens Noel. I was playing 2K the other day and uh, played him in some wow. of my career games. And I was like, Nerlens Noel, he was like a top pick back in the day. Whatever happened to that guy? thought he was on like the Knicks or something initially. Like yeah. <laughs> He was on the Knicks last surprising. year, I'm pretty sure. But uh, all right, this guy's up next. Um, I'm going to pull up his pro basketball reference because it makes it more fun to hype it up a little bit. So yeah, um, this guy was last year, he was on – you know what? Hold on. I want to make sure he was on this uh, team. Um, he's on a new team this year than the team he was last year, but uh, spent a lot of time in a certain place. And I didn't know he moved last year and then he moved again this year. So who he played for Malik Monk. Oh, he's on the Kings. Are you serious? I actually the only reason I know that is because I saw the clip he's, of him. He's the coming off job. the bench. He iced job, <laughs> man. Ja went and was like, "Yeah, you better make these." And then he he's made the playing free like almost then... the least amount of minutes in his career since his rookie season. And you rip that off like it's nothing. 
Oh man, I'm sorry. I just I'm an NBA nerd. Yeah, okay. I mean, apparently and he started zero games this year. He started 37 games for the Lakers last year. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm like again, he's yeah. He's sorry. Right, I'll get you. Time. I'll get you on my last one. I oh yeah, no. I'm <laughs> looking forward to it. Uh, your next one is a guy by the name of Alex Len. I don't know. Oh if you my are. gosh, <laughs> Alex he's, Len. He's, he's still in the league. He was on my like my career team in like two K fifteen. Yeah, yeah. He's still. I, it's been a he's long. Still around, dude. This is a complete shot. I have. I have no. Absolutely no chance of getting this right. We've I don't even remember. I can't even remember. Okay, well, that helps because that helps. I, I can't even remember the last team I remember him being on ever. I can't picture oh, him on boy. any other team. Yeah. I, yeah. I, want, I was going to guess like the Rockets or the Raptors. That's what came to mind. But if we haven't talked about them today. So, um, yep. mm-hmm. we talked about them today. I guess, I guess then I'll, I'll guess, I'll guess the Mavericks. Ah, oh, that's not a bad guess. Place for the Kings. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is, is I literally, I, I, yeah, I was Googling rosters to, to prepare for it this time. I was like, all right, I'm going to Google rosters and then I'm just going to remember things. And I get Malik Monk and I don't get Alex London. I'm sure he's played less minutes. Yeah. So, no, hey. All right. Here's my last here, – here, here's my guy here, all right? So mm-hmm. this guy's been in the league since 2017, and I'm going to count this off, okay? He has played for one, two, three, four, five, six, six different teams since 2017, and I believe he's been out of the league on two separate occasions and come back. So uh, – Wow. Yeah. Been a, been quite the journeyman in the past couple of years. Uh, he has played since 2020. He has played. I'm gonna just say less than 20 games. Um, he's played four this year. He averages six okay. a game. So averages half him. a field goal. You might have seen him. Um, and he's you know I'm not gonna say that. Um, but he was on a contender last year. I'll say that. Uh, who he played for, Justin Jackson. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Wow. I'm going to say Lakers. Lakers, that is a really good Incorrect. guess because they have a lot of bad players on their team. Yeah. But no, and- he is in Boston. Yeah, I, I was not getting that. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. He doesn't no play. Idea. He, he does he, not he play. He so many different teams. Like he, So here, he oh, drafted, wow. by, drafted by the Kings, um, was there. Then he went to Dallas for a season the and Thunder a Then he point. went to the Thunder. Then he was in Milwaukee. Then he was traded to Boston. Then he signed with Phoenix, and now he's back in Boston. Jeez. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. That's a really good so one. He's been, he's been around the ring. Yeah, this is uh I don't even know if this is cheating. Because this guy's been around for so long. 
It, it goes in with like the Alex. Where, one, okay, garbage. so here's the thing is I spend a decent amount of time now every week trying to find the guys who just don't see the floor. And then I find the yeah. stats. And then you'll just show up and I feel like you barely prepare. And you're like, oh, yeah. What team does Alex Len play for? And it's like, I haven't <laughs> thought about Alex Len since 2012. So I, I no it literally, my prep is literally like, I'll just have games on, you know, like Bucks Bulls is on right now. I'll see if there's anybody on the Bulls that I haven't seen. But yeah, some of these teams, like I just catch a glimpse of, I'll just peep the bench and I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just, just take it down. Um, some of the guys, I'm like, yeah, this is like, no, this isn't fair. Or they're dancing on that line of how many seasons played. This guy has played plenty of seasons um, in terms of playing time. Hmm, not very minimal. Uh, he's definitely had some beef with a couple guys. But uh, who he played for, Rodney McGruder. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, dude. This is just another complete shot in the dark. Okay, okay. And again, when it's a complete shot in the dark, I will say it's also a team we have talked about. <laughs> recently this is so bad um okay so i'm i'll rule out i know for sure it's not the warriors we talked about them a lot today um surprisingly we didn't talk about the lakers today um yeah i i guess uh we've named enough kings players to where if it's another kings player it is not another (laughs) Kings player no yeah um who else i guess i'll guess the pacers then Oh, really close with the P- Pistons. He's we did not. When did we talk about the Pistons today? Nerlens Noel. Oh, you're so right. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's why when I had Rodney Magruder, like, I gotta pull up his his. That's how long I mean, has he I, been in the league? So long, and the only reason I was a little concerned, I was like, oh, he was just talking about seeing you know Nerlens Noel with the Pistons in 2K. <laughs> And then I realized he's Robbie he Ruder. Have been he on the floor. The court. Yeah, I don't know how he sees. I don't know what teams bring him around for. He, you know who All he right. is at this point. All right. Roddy Magruder is drafted by Miami in 2016. He was there for two years, three years. Then he went to the Clippers for a year. He's actually been in Detroit since 2020. Wow. And in that time. I'm sure nobody else finds this interesting <laughs> as interesting as we do. He's played five games this year. His first year there, he played 16 games. He started to wow. last year. He played 50, 51 games. So, you know, I guess he wasn't injured, but <laughs> so yeah. it's, you know, I, okay. So I have an honorary honorary one here. I wrote this guy mm-hmm. down um, because I, I, I swore I was going to get you on today. And I realized I can't use him because he's already out of the league. And he's 26 years old, former number one. Uh, I don't know if he's number one pick, former top three pick and Duke star Jaleel Okafor. Oh, wow. And he's you, not, you're saying he, he is not in the, for... he has not been in the NBA since 2020. So what country does he play in? <laughs> Jaleel Okafor. <laughs> I feel like China would be too easy. China is probably... too easy. Also, mean... you mentioned... Oh, go ahead. I'll take Turkey. Turkey. Great guess. He plays in Nigeria. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that that's a good one. He has not I, been I in the league. He hasn't been in the league since 2020. He hasn't played since COVID. <clears throat> that's, I, I find that astonishing. 
why that is kind of crazy that's, he's 26 years old you can't find a team he's, he's not good apparently I, he was so good in college um yeah and just looking around the bigs and like i can't believe he's not he played in two games in 2020 nine games in 2019 and 24 oh those are starts sorry so never mind i was reading that wrong it was a lot it was 27 games in 2020 30 and then 59 in 2018 but uh yeah, yeah. finished his career in detroit um, was drafted by Philly, obviously. Um, went to Brooklyn for a year. Then he went to the Pelicans. And then, yeah, now he's in Nigeria playing basketball. I also want to give you a shout-out because the other day uh, we were – I thought we were making jokes, uh, but this just goes as a testament to your knowledge because I saw that Dwight Howard actually plays for the Shanghai Sharks, I believe. Or maybe it's <laughs> – it so, might be like the Taiwanese. It's something He's you said. So, but he played against the Shang. You used the phrase Shanghai Sharks, and I thought you just came up with it on the spot. That is a real basketball team, and I had no idea. Yeah, I know. Uh, Jimmer Fredette was a legend over there. Like, yeah, <laughs> How do you know this? This is so garbage. Um, so shout out to Chen, uh, just Chen hey, for thank you, thank you. Knowing that the Shanghai Sharks were a real team because I I did not. <laughs> so I it's it's and if you want immaculate, me to immaculate, man. Let's, you know, the fact I can't remember Spanish and I took like four <laughs> years of it. But when you ask me, you know, questions like that, it's like, oh yeah, no brainer. Like, so you know what's my great brain about, is messed up. What's great about the internet is I is I can just do a quick Google search. Who's on the Shanghai Sharks roster? Yeah. Anybody cool or noticeable? Uh, Michael Beasley is playing for the Shanghai Sharks right now. Last I saw him, he was in the big three. That league by Ice Cube. He is 33 years old, playing pro basketball. A lot of guys uh, I've never heard of as well on this team, which doesn't surprise me, but... But he's probably averaging a lot. He usually yeah. plays well. The volume. Shout out. Role. Also, shout out to White Howard for basically showing us all that he doesn't want to play 10 minutes a game and not score any points. He'd rather go just beat up on a bunch of inferior players on the other side. Yeah, and score as many points and, and, and shoot uh, as many shots as he wants. So, yeah, um, taking 10 threes. That was <laughs> absurd. I respect the hustle. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Fair but, enough. I just want you to know that I will be paying attention to see if he gets picked up and will be using it immediately. Oh, yeah. But I don't think he will. I think he's going to stay over there. So with that being said, um, that just leaves us with better or worse for this this week's edition. The better or worse, and then we do want to do our Thanksgiving Day football predictions. But first, we'll do better or worse. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. I uh, Did you you want me to? You know, critique your guy, or you want to hear uh, your thoughts on John Wall? We'll go, let's go John Wall first. We'll go John Wall first because I I went with another big name. So, um, yeah, we'll do a small name first. John Wall, better or worse than Reggie Jackson. Wow. Guy who's this is going to be hard. I I really did not. I've been traveling a lot, so I haven't given this much thought. Um, I think Reggie Jackson is a better fit, but if they were both on terrible teams, John Wall would be the better player. Does that make sense? 
No, it does make sense. Uh, I kind of view him in the Russell Westbrook esque limelight. But I don't think like, he's as. But I don't think he's as. Bad no, he's as more efficient. He's more efficient, and I, yeah, I, I think they do just start Reggie Jackson for fit. But I, I don't think it's out of yeah, the question. I, to say. I, 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 I'm gonna say John Wall's oh. better. I, I, yeah, I don't want that to be perceived as a hot take because it really is close. Like, I'm no, not, it's not. I'm not trying to say. Anything. There are times where I say things where I'm trying to just like say, you know. Be be a ridiculous hot take. This is not one of them. I, I yeah, I think. The well, it's better. it reminds me of the Bucks situation with Brooke Lopez and Bobby yeah. Portis. Like, yeah, we had that. that was a Bobby good Portis yeah. is clearly like a better overall player, but yeah. in terms of fit, it just makes more sense to bring him off the bench, and you yeah. see it in the results. So, I trust Ty Lue with that roster. Um, better or worse, I mean, we mentioned him than Russell Westbrook. Better, um, you know. We started the year. I, I wanted to defend Russ, and I still will. But the the reality is, my my irk for Russ doesn't come from his decline in play the last two years. It comes from the outlandish hate that he receives receives as as if he's the only problem in LA. Um, but with that being said, I, I'm not an idiot. I can recognize that Russ, although he's actually as far I haven't seen the Lakers play in a while, so I don't want to. Uh, turning it around a bit, but when yeah, I I'll still say John. Gets, yeah, I, fair enough. Um, better or worse than, and this is going to be an interesting name because we haven't seen him play, but I hope he comes back this year. Lonzo Ball. Mm. Mm. Healthy Lonzo from last year. Um, I'm taking, good. I'm taking Lonzo. The Bulls were rolling, and right now, uh, I think that. And we actually have not talked. Maybe we can do this next week. We can talk about the Bulls because <laughs> we really yeah, have not watch talked about the Bucks. We have not talked about them at all this year. So um, yeah. I, the Bulls were right on top of the East. You know, do I think that they were contenders, championship contenders as a Bulls fan? I'd love to say yes, but the answer is no. Um, but they were on top of the East. Like they were winning a lot of regular season games. So. Uh, and then Lonzo went down. Levine went down. Levine doesn't look quite the same this year. And uh, we're yet to see Lonzo back. So a healthy Lonzo, the last I saw him, I will say Lonzo. But sure. yeah, no, obviously, as of tomorrow, I have to take John Wall because he's actually healthy. But yeah, Lonzo Ball. Okay. Okay. Um, got a couple more names. All right. First one, Kyle Lowry. Better yeah, worse. see, Lowry's been he's been struggling a little bit. Um I'm still gonna go Lowry here. I think it's the first time I haven't picked John Wall, but I'll still go <laughs> Lowry. Um, he may be in a somewhat of a slump to start the year, but he's been consistent for a, for a long time, going all the way back to Toronto, and, and he's a starting point guard on a contender. So, um, okay, no, that's fair. That's fair. Know, I, Do you I, think I, John Wall could be a starting point guard for a contender? Uh, it depends on the role if he's willing to take on a role like Lowry. <laughs> Wall yeah. has always been more of a score. It's kind of a, I hate to do this, but it's similar to the Russell Westbrook, you know, dilemma. I think Wall would take that role quicker, but Wall, he's very ball dominant, score first guard, in my opinion. Somebody, no, it, it is true. But even when he's coming off the bench, he gets his shots. So, and Lowry is just not that. He, he's more 50. I would put him more in a balanced category than score first, if that makes sense. Uh, no, maybe even, maybe even leaning towards facilitator. So, He's more uh, in the Chris Paul category of point guard. Yeah. You know? So and score could, if he needs John to, Wall, doesn't look for it. I, I honestly would say no. He can't be a starting point guard on a contender because he, he never has been. <laughs> mm, 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's a very. He's fair now point. on the best roster that he's ever been on, and he's benched oh, for Reggie Jackson for that exact reason. So, might be a little bit of a hot take, but I would say no. no I think it's like you just said. I mean, he's had opportunities with Bradley Beal and whatnot as his running mate. Mm-hmm. His play style, it says it's about Russ, just doesn't uh, always translate into direct winning. If it's yeah. not tailored the correct way um even with the thunder i mean russ didn't have a lot of help but it's very hard to win with i guess really a ball dominant play style if you're not elite at what you do he's more efficient than russ but again you gotta be like elite and this yeah, is, you gotta be steph curry john Morant, luca right like yeah to actually get recognition and you know win teams for your your squad yeah or win games win teams anyway last guy mike conley Better or worse, Mike than... Conley definitely. What oh, did they? I can't remember still if he's on starting. The jazz. Yeah, I can't remember. He's still starting, but he's he starting lighting it up. How old um, is he now? That's that's a great question. They probably around the same age. How old is Mike Conley? 35. Wow, is John Wall that old? Oh, I think he's he might be 34, 32. 32. Um, yeah. Younger than Steph. That's crazy. The ceiling for Wall is definitely higher, especially at this point. Uh, yeah, you know what, John Wall? I, I was going to try and talk myself into Conley, but yeah, he's kind of really diminished role from when, you know, the Memphis days. And uh, oh, yeah. And even that, it's, he's know, uh, not really, really. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go okay. John Wall. I'll show, I'll show a little love to the, you know, to, to John. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, blast from the past, but also yeah, this, this is a nice, playing. nice blast from the past. Yeah, I'm gonna flip it to you. Okay, so last week I believe I did uh, Luca for you. Um, yeah, I'm keeping it with the, the big, big dogs. Keeping up with the big dogs this week because I'm very interested to see. And we talked about this, but uh, I'm gonna go kind of all positions with this. We usually like to stick to positions, but I'm just we're gonna go Jason Tatum, and I'm just gonna name some of the best players in the league and see where you put him. Yeah, okay. So, to start out, I think I know your answer to this, but I have to ask. It, it, you know, when, when you talk about the Celtics, you have to ask. Uh, better or worse than Jalen Brown? Yeah, no, it's Jason Tatum for me. I, I, I understand think people maybe a year ago. I think the argument has kind of died, but but it was like 12 to 18 months ago. This was like actually a genuine conversation. And yeah, since, no, I, think, I think that Tatum has elevated enough to put that to bed. I would agree. Um, no doubt. How about LeBron? Better or worse than Jason Tatum? Yeah, that I, I'm not going to get baited into doing. Just ultimately, uh, LeBron, just when you look at the stats, is still does what he needs to do. He still has more rebounds and assists. Uh, and it's not that like it's a knock on Jason Tatum. It's just like take it to the level of LeBron. I mean, when he's healthy, did it last year? He'll just go and get fifty when when he wants to. It's not with Tatum. It's like some nights he's hot and he's got it. It's the greats can pick and choose when they want to be great. And uh, I don't really think Jason Tatum is there yet. We saw it in the finals. He wasn't the reason they lost, but he definitely didn't elevate his play. I'm going really to himself. I'm going to blindly read uh, LeBron and Tatum's stat lines, stat averages this year. 
Okay. Okay, but this season is small sample size. LeBron. Okay, but but that's what we're talking about, right? Better or worse, right? Right now. Yeah, for like, yeah, in terms of like who I'd have player, tomorrow. Player, I'm assuming Bron player, steps up. Player B. Continue. 30 points a game, seven rebounds, four assists, just under a steal, over one block. Okay. Player. What I, the other player. Did I say player B last time or player <laughs> A? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I did. Player A, I guess then. Uh, 25 points. 8.8 rebounds, so nine rebounds, seven assists, a steal, and just under one block. Yeah. Take, take a guess. So, no, I know A is LeBron and B is Tatum. That doesn't shock me. It's He has a couple more assists than Tatum. Tatum has a couple more points. That is not, like, crazy. You know what I mean? And it doesn't also elevate Jason Tatum for me. LeBron James. It's like it's just very hard to Jeez, LeBron is this is a side note, but LeBron is shooting 23% from three this year, 24% from three this year. Jeez. 45% yeah. from the field. There is definitely a drop off from his numbers last year so far. I know he's been hurt, but wow, I didn't realize it was yeah. I didn't realize it was this bad. But regardless, no, shooting, I can, he's had if, your, shoot if your if your answer is I'm expecting LeBron to step up for a one-game performance, I can't say no. So um but I will say I would take Jason Tatum right now. I think that he's second best player in the league. But that's me, not mm. you. So, wow. up next, yeah. better or worse than Kevin Durant? Yeah, no, I, I can't give him that. I can't give him that either. You see, KD. this is just a, this is just a clear disagreement in the value of defense. I, I think that's the bottom line here. I don't think he's like this A plus defender. Look at he was top ten in the league last year. In defensive rating, we really said but, but, but I think the we Celtics can all agree he's the, he had he had Horford and Marcus Smart up there right next. Like he's crowded with Jalen Brown. That entire team is defense. Of course, naturally your numbers are going to be boosted. It's not what he has to do. He never has to mark up. That was their Celtics fans. Their entire argument is centered around oh, Jalen Brown marks the best guy every night. Jason Tatum can take those nights off to score. I'm saying we're compared to McKD. Katie has to do – he is double, triple teamed every night. If they got a, a good big, he's got to try and guard him. And he's not like an A-plus defender at this age, but in terms of like Again, what he provides cannot, on the court, I I'm not going to – I can't throw him over Jason Tatum. I cannot, records I cannot work, disagree. You know? However, I once, so again, I, gotta say. I once again would be taking Jason Tatum. Um, how about – okay, so let's, let's tone it down. Then, so you're not LeBron or Katie. How about Paul George? Yeah, no, he's better than Paul George. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm assuming I have Giannis written down. I know the answer to it. But what about Kawhi? Yeah, I've not seen Kawhi come back and be, like, great. Mm -hmm. And, again, if I'm just – from what we've seen, these, like, guys that are taking a year or two off, their defense loses a step. And that was what was just so great about Kawhi. Because offensively, Jason Tatum is better. Like, I mean, maybe not – crazy like you know i think Kawhi's scoring is underrated and i think again this could be close depending who you ask and depending what the clippers do this year um but for the time being i'm gonna go with jason tatum solid take solid take yeah um how about luca i guess i know the answer because he's your mvp pick but yeah and yeah i'm not gonna luca's been able to consistently do more with less i think if you give luca Jalen brown they go to the finals 
That's like, a very I, fair I, take. That is a like very fair take. Which, to, but to, I mean, they did go to the finals. So the Celtics. Yeah. Did, so, you know, it's, it's, but I'm saying like, the I way think Luca plays, I think we they can agree probably to win it. I think we, yeah, I think we can agree they're, they're the two best players under 25 right now. No, for sure. Uh, for sure. Jaws just, in the conversation. Luca does so much. Like, he just, yeah, so, no, I would say that as well. Um, two names left. Well, actually, three names because I just thought of Ja. So, how about Ja Morant? No, yeah, I'm not going to give him that. <laughs> I'm not ja going to give Tatum. Okay, you're going to give. Uh, yeah, like I love Ja. Like I, I'm not going to put Tatum over. Him. Oh, yeah. or I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm tripping over my words. Tatum is better than John. Okay. okay, okay, okay. I don't know why. You I definitely were tripping over your words. You can't. Yeah, <laughs> you said long like three day. Um, said three different things there. So yeah, Jason Tatum is the better player. How about two more reasons? Yeah, yeah. two more guys. Um, I think we know the reasons. So sorry to interrupt, but uh, I'm, no, I'm going. I expected you to say yes to that. This one I don't yeah. know quite know what you're gonna say. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Because here's where it gets difficult for me in the playoffs. Like even last year, Jimmy Butler was better, but like in terms of what Jimmy Butler's doing this year and what Jason Tatum's doing. <laughs> The LeBron, like his stats were close enough that I'm like, yeah, LeBron at some point is just going to be better. Jimmy Butler, I don't think is close enough. And the way the Heat are playing, they might be in danger of being a lower seed this year than initially anticipated. Uh, So I'm going to go with Jason Tatum. I think that's another kind of close one. I think a Kawhi Jimmy Butler question would be like more of a toss up for me. Hmm. Um, Interesting. But I'm going to go with Jason Tatum. Yeah. Yeah, so to prove your point, Butler is averaging 26 and 6 this year compared to 37 and 5. Yeah, right. Um, and I understand it's better almost every stat. But yeah. Last guy, um, and this is a guy, maybe I personally just underrate him, but he's been, he's just an elite scorer. Uh, Devin Booker. Yeah. Devin Booker needs so much help to win, but even then, like we saw it last year, they still didn't get past the Mavericks. So Book yeah. is averaging. I'm assuming you're going Tatum. Yeah, I'm going with yeah. Tatum for sure. So this is getting more interesting. We might need to do this more as the year goes on. Now that we're getting farther, where these averages are actually starting to average out. It's still a little early, but uh, he's averaging right. 27, five and five, five and six, five and six assists, um, and a steal. So yeah, Tatum's statistically better. <laughs> But yeah. very interesting exercise because I, I definitely have Tatum above Braun and KD at this point. I, I just think he's taking that step for and just to like prove my to, to like further say why I feel like there's a, just a clear difference in Jason Tatum this year. Last year, he averaged 20, 27 points. Um, and this year, he's just averaging now smaller sample size. I understand. But I think he's going to average 30 points on the year, which to me is, is a is a big step. So. Um, definitely helps his case i just i yeah. gotta see him go get it done oh absolutely. ultimately especially absolutely. in the big moments i don't think he's really been forced to he's, he's got a lot of help around him that's yeah. just kind of my yeah. take but uh no. so that takes us to uh we'll pivot to thanksgiving day so while you guys are all eating your turkey and i will be as well and uh mm-hmm. probably falling asleep um the Can't bills wait. and lions will be kicking off at 11 30 central time tomorrow now i'm assuming that I know who you're going to pick in this game, but I'll go first. I'm taking Buffalo. 
Um, I have absolutely zero hesitation to take Buffalo. <laughs> um, but Lions are on a three-game win streak. So I haven't seen the Lions win on Thanksgiving in so long. Like if they were winning, it would almost feel weird. Yeah, it might be not true. Maybe they beat the Bears or whatnot at some point. But yeah, against the Bills. Uh, I think if the Bills lose this, I'm going to start looking at them a little funny. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, this is where I really I, start to side eye them. Yeah. And considering I'm pretty sure the Bills played in Detroit last week, like they yep. should be pretty acclimated with that system. Uh, I'm going to go with Buffalo as well. We're yeah. Be I, shocked I, I, if it's anything else. I think it's a two score game. But the next two games are very, I'm actually excited to watch these games, uh, mm-hmm. especially this one. Giants. Cowboys in Dallas at 3.30. Giants are coming off a loss, but the Cowboys are coming off a big win. And first match yeah. of the year, I believe, for, these, for the, a big NFC East matchup. No, it's a big deal. I'm going to go with the Cowboys, and this would be typical of them to fold. I mean, they lost to the Raiders last year at this time, but... I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think they're the better squad overall. Um, I, I don't – I think the the Giants are getting a little bit more figured out week to week, and I think that just trend continues. I don't really see the Giants winning. If it was in New York, if there's, like, weather involved, maybe it's a different story. But in that Dallas Dome, I, I really like the Cowboys. Hmm. Very interesting pick. Um, I don't, I, it's looking like he's healthier than I thought he was. Micah Parsons. Yeah. So it's looking like he's going to be playing. It's looking like he's going to play, which, which is definitely a game, a game changer. Um, I agree. I, I, I see And part of me just wants to pick against the Cowboys just because I just, they're just so up and down, man. They're so up and down. Um, yeah, you know what? Nah, I'll go with the Cowboys. I, 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 the Giants are. There's still just like really question mark in my brain. Are they? Are they frauds? And the Cowboys just destroyed a team that I it was swore was not a fraud. And so for that reason, um, I think the Cowboys have a better defense and a better pass rush. So I'll pick the Cowboys. Um, Final game. So we're, we're both Bills and both Cowboys. Yeah. It's interesting. A final game for Thanksgiving Day. Primetime, 7.20 p.m. matchup. Uh, Patriots are going into Minnesota. Mm. I'm just going to say right now, there is not a chance on earth that I am taking Kirk Cousins playing at a 7 o'clock game against Bill Belichick. How many times have we bet on Bill Belichick this year and paid off just because we're like, oh, you know, the Jets are hot, but it's Belichick. He, he owns the Jets. So, oh, you know, the, the Patriots are playing the Bears and, you know, it, it's Belichick. He'll find a way to win. It's a primetime game, right? The defense will show up. So, yeah, I, I've learned my lesson. I'm taking the Patriots. I know that's an underdog pick. Yeah, but I'm so torn, man. I'm so torn. Part of me play it safe or or bet against prime time Kirk. Because I feel like betting. Yeah, playing. Oh, 
Because here, here's what troubles me. I was like, well, this team just lost 43 to the Cowboys. But they beat the Bills. That would be incentive and for me to like, pick them, actually. Like, it's it's like, well, do they really go out and play this bad again? What I've seen from their offense this year, no. So here's – but you know what? I'm going to wait till you make your pick before I make that statement. Yeah, I, I'm going to take the Vikings with hesitance, and here's why. If they – again, I saw a stat, and their point differential is negative. And for a team that's eight and two, <laughs> that is uh, concerning. Sorry, that means they won well. a lot of close games, which and is not a bad thing, though. That you know, like no, you win close and they games, know how to win. And so it's like, is this going to be a game? And I know the forty to three. I mean, that's a thirty minus thirty-seven. I'm pretty sure that's what put them under. They weren't initially, you know, that bad. No, they're minus two, I believe, right now. So yeah, so it's like they were fine until the last week. So I'm gonna go with the Vikings, but I'm not gonna be like completely shocked if it's what we've seen this so all the time. I'm just betting that the Vikings here's do something my, different. Here's my technical analysis of this game, okay? Um, outside of just saying primetime Kirk, I'm not betting against him, which actually is a large portion of my picking. But there is there is some yeah. thought. There is some real thought behind it as well. Uh, the Cowboys went into Minnesota last week and sacked Kirk Cousins seven times. Okay. Cowboys have one of the best pass rushers in the league. Don't get me wrong. Seven sacks on the road. Now they're back at home again against the NFL's leading sack leader, Matthew Judon. Okay. Mm. So say what you want about the rest of that D-line, the rest of that defense. They have the NFL's leading sack leader. I don't care if he gets schemed open. He's not some dominant Khalil Mack or, you know, Joey Bosa or Micah Parsons type edge rusher, but he's the NFL leading sack leader. Yeah. They They gave up seven last week. And so I don't think that the Vikings defense is going to give up 40 points to Mac Jones and the Patriots. Yeah. I don't think that the Vikings are going to score more than 17. I could see 17, 14 ball game. And so So, I know this Vikings listeners out there are not going to be happy with this, but I'm, I'm, pretty confident in this pick and I might live to regret it. I really could. We could have a Mm. Justin Jefferson field day, but I am would love it. Very, I am very, very confident uh, in the demise of the Vikings. And I saw a tweet today and I don't believe this will happen, but it said a week 17 matchup between the eight and seven Vikings and the eight and seven Green Bay Packers is going to be peak NFL content. Uh, We're not going to win four straight. The Packers are not going to win four straight, but uh I really hadn't thought about a Vikings demise here. So until I looked at their schedule and I want to read this off to you and, and uh, hear your thoughts. So you see, you know how I feel about the Patriots. So yep. obviously you're picking them to win this week. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. You know no, I want the Vikings. Yeah. And, and you know what? Looking at this is maybe it's not as bad as they, so they have the jets next week. Uh, at home again, I think they'll beat the Jets. But uh, yeah, but then they have the Lions, who they barely snuck by earlier in the year, and who are actually a hot team right now. So mm-hmm. take it with a great assault. Who they play the Colts? Then who knows? Right? Yeah, who really knows? Who, who <laughs> knows? I think they're favorites in all three of these games. The Giants. I would take the Giants against them right now. I think they have a better run game on Christmas Eve than the Packers, 
So it's going to matter if this game matters or not for the Packers and for the Vikings, right? And they play right. the Bears. So uh, do I think the Vikings are going to get to 8-7? and seven? No. Looking at this, they might win every single one of these games. However, you can make the case, other than the Jets, I could see them losing every single one of these games. Now, that's like the most blandish take I've ever said in my entire life. Oh, they could win or they could lose. But, <laughs> but, but yeah. I, just want say, I want, I, I am rooting for, the, the bottom line is, I'm rooting for the week 17 Vikings Packers matchup to matter. That's as the Packers. No, be me, just because it's it so be poor. It's so perfectly scheduled and it, it just sucks that, you know, this good rivalry is, is not meaningful at all this year. So, um, yeah, that concludes my Ted talk about the Vikings sucking, even though they're, they're, they're <laughs> NFC contender. Um, they are very fraudulent there. They're not going anywhere after this Vikings perform after the performance last week, I I've settled on it. I've thought about it. Um, oh. And and yeah, that's that that's my take, man. I I'm, I don't see them getting to the NFC Championship. I don't see them beating Philly or New York or Dallas, and they got to play or San, Fr- or San Francisco, NFC, yeah, or San Francisco. Um, so that's right. that's and San Fran right now is probably my favorite in the NFC besides Tampa, but Tampa's more right. of a need. San Francisco is actually a take. So, um, yeah, I'm not very high in Minnesota after last week. They could prove me wrong, but then again, looking at their schedule, they could win all those games, and I'd still feel the same way because none of them are real contenders except for the Colts. But uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I hear you about the Colts. But yeah, <laughs> any closing thoughts? No, just uh, you know, everyone out there, drive safe, fly safe, wherever you're going for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll pick it back up, obviously. We're not going to report. Can't speak, man. Record a podcast tomorrow. It's just there's a lot going to be going on in terms of games and whatnot. We will be back Friday, though, to my knowledge. Yep. Um, and then to Sunday react to Thanksgiving and predict what you call it. Yeah, yeah. We got our fantasy frenzy. I mean, we we'll uh, we'll definitely have an interesting episode yep. for you guys. And on then Friday. Uh, Sunday. I actually will be at the Cleveland and Tampa Bay game. So we will not be recording oh, on Sunday. Right. So we want to, we will have to record Monday. on Monday night. Yes. So little off schedule. We'll be back uh, on the normal, the normal uh, routine next week. We'll go back with NBA Tuesday. We'll have, we were supposed to have a guest uh, this week that got backed up because of the holidays. So we'll have a guest yeah. next week for NBA Tuesday. Um, and then we'll be back with prediction Thursday. So, um, Sorry for any confusion out there, but yeah, we'll keep it rolling through the holidays, through the bumpy schedule, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, pushing more content out to you guys. So, as always, thanks for listening. Check us out, obviously, YouTube, Twitter. Um, I don't know why I say Twitter. We really tweet, but Instagram, (laughs) TikTok are really where we post most of our stuff. All socials. Yeah. Yeah. So, Gander. And yeah, share the podcast with your friends, spread the word, and uh, send any suggestions you have for us. But with that being said, We will catch you guys on Friday to react to Thanksgiving Day and talk about the rest of week 12. Happy Thanksgiving. Mm